1: Today on the show, I would like to welcome Alexandra Watkins, who is a leading and outspoken authority on brand names with buzz. For nearly 20 years, she and her naming firm, Eat My Words, have created love at first sight brand names for countless companies, including Amazon, Coca-Cola, Disney, Twitter, and Google. Her breakthrough creativity book, Hello, My Name is Awesome, How to Create Brand Names That Stick, was named a top 10 marketing book by Inc. Magazine. Her personal quote name hall of fame includes Wendy's Baconator, Neato Robotic Vacuum, Burger King's Mac and Cheetos, Spanish language school Ringo Lingo, and frozen yogurt franchise Spoonmeat. How cool is this professional history? We have so much to talk about today, Alexandra. So let's just jump right into this and welcome.
2: Thank you. Let's go.
1: Excellent. Let's do this. Before we talk about your professional journey, can you describe your life thus far in one word?
2: That word would have to be unexpected.
1: Okay. Why that word?
2: I don't think that, I don't think all bets were on me as a, I guess a teenager, I was, you know, not quite a juvenile delinquent, but (laughs) not the most academically inclined either. So I like to say I was studying horticulture, meaning I was smoking pot. (laughs) This is so much fun. (laughs) So yeah, it's it's funny being where I'm at. I'm sitting in my pool house, in San Diego and in a, in my Barbie dream house. And yeah, I, I don't think anybody ever expected this outcome for me, but I always knew I I was always really creative and I always knew I would be successful. So even though nobody was betting on me, I like had full faith in myself. Oh my gosh.
1: I love that Alexandra. First of all, you were so funny And I know we talked previously and you got me laughing like multiple times during the conversation. So I know this is going to be full of laughter and I'm so glad that you took the leap and you have the courage to create your own path, curate your own journey. So let's talk about your past and how you developed this unique skill for creating incredible names with buzz. Is this something you did as a kid or a skill you developed as an adult? Tell us more.
2: I was always really creative as a child and a creative writer and when I I was really lucky when I was in 8th grade I figured out I wanted to be in advertising. I used to collect back in the day my sister and I would go around the neighborhood and collect newspapers and cans and bring them to the recycling center. We were we were really ahead of our time. This one woman on our street got W magazine, this you know big fashion tabloid and I loved all the ads, like the clever ads, and I would tear them out and put the paper on my walls with ads. And uh, when I found out that like I could be an advertising copywriter, and that was in eighth grade, then I was like, okay, this is what I want to be. And so I was able to convince my parents to let me skip college. Which uh, they weren't too thrilled about. But I was like, why do I need to go to school any longer? Like, I already know what I want to do. And I talked my way into a job at an ad agency and kind of kept moving up the ladder and became a copywriter and, you know, worked for like one of the biggest advertising agencies in the world Ogilvy and Mather. And as a copywriter, Every once in a while, I would get thrown a bone and get to name something, and I love naming. And then when I found out naming was a profession, after being a copywriter for about 16 years, I switched gears and became a namer, and I I never looked back. I love naming. It's it's just so much fun.
1: That is just the coolest thing. I absolutely love this. I've never talked to anybody who names things as a profession. So this is really incredible. I want you to tell us more about your book. Hello, my name is awesome. How to create brand names that stick. Tell us more about this book.
2: Well, I did not want to write a book. My parents have written a couple books and I knew it was a lot of work for not a lot of money. My parents wrote about travel, the world travel planner. They were big travelers and I am too. I've been to 50 countries. So I didn't want to write a book and a publisher approached me and asked if I would write a book. And they said, you know, you have such a great sense of humor because they had read my website. They said, "At least come meet with us." So I they were right they they're walking distance from my house in San Francisco at the time. And I went in and I met with them and I met some of their authors and I started to get more excited about it and I researched the publisher and they're very reputable. So I decided to do it and and I was so glad I did. Um, so yeah, it's called Hello, My Name is Awesome, How to Create Brand Names That Stick. And it's a step-by-step process that walks people through how to create a brand name. It gives lots of brainstorming tips and tips on how to get domain names. And the thing that I love about my book, it's really fun to read, and it's funny. Like you will laugh out loud reading this book. Um, I, it's the only book I know that uses has the phrase amalgamated clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is my book won this Outstanding Works of Literature Award for a sales and marketing category. I'm like, oh, that's like not really literary to use that phrase, but I'll take the award.
1: I think it's great. The way that we define what is literary or what isn't it has really changed over the years. And if it brings value and it has impact and it makes you laugh, those are great things. So I love that. So what are some of the qualities that make for a strong brand name?
2: A strong brand name, we'll actually have a little evaluation method for figuring this out and it's on my website. So if anyone's listening in their car, they're not taking notes, um, eatmywords.com, you can test any name and you'll go through all of these. So what makes a brand name good? The test is called the smile and scratch test and it's based on my philosophy that a name should make you smile instead of scratch your head. And so smile are those awesome qualities that make a name great. If it's uh, suggestive about something that your brand is or does, if it's memorable, meaning it's based in the familiar. So, you know, because if something's in our existing knowledge base, It's going to be easier for us to remember, for instance, like kryptonite bike locks. Like we all know kryptonite already. So that's an easy to remember rather than some contrived, weird, made up name that has no familiarity. Um, If your name has imagery, because people remember images and pictures much more easily than they remember random words or letters. So when they hear your name, see your name, they can picture it in their head. That's everyone talks about. I want a memorable name, but people don't know what makes a name memorable. Imagery is is one of those things. Another, uh, the L in Smile stands for legs, and that means your name lends itself to a theme. I'll give the example of my own business, Eat My Words. Our blog is called the Kitchen Sink. We have a menu of services. You know, one of our packages is called Supermarket Special. Um, we store all of our books in a 1950s retro pink refrigerator. So that's, yeah, the pink fridge is where the cool books go. So we have a lot of fun uh, with our name. And so when you have a name with legs that lends itself to a theme, you can really extend your brand and get a lot of mileage out of it. And finally, what makes the name great, um, the E in smile stands for emotional. You want your name to resonate with people and make that emotional connection. Otherwise, it's going to go right over their head. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, I love all of these tips. As you were talking about them, I was writing some notes. And that imagery that you want to create with a name or a brand is so valuable because you remember the picture, right? And then the emotional aspect of that, so critically important. Why did Budweiser do all those great commercials with all these puppies and Clydesdales because we remembered the imagery and we also remembered like the feeling we got like they were friends right so they're all these things are these hallmark commercials so to speak right where there's that feeling you're connecting with someone's emotions and then the imagery and the legs and having that stand up. And so I love what you're doing with your brand and your names and how you're also bringing laughter to naming things, connecting emotions to having legs, the imagery. I love all these tips. And I love that you offer a way that you can check your own name and see if it it resonates where it lands on that scale. So as for your firm, Eat my words. Tell us who you work with and how you can help folks with their products and businesses.
2: Well, I work with businesses of all sizes with big companies, you know, the Coca-Colas of the world, but I also work with a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, people just starting out that, you know, your name is everything. It, it really is. It's that investment. It's the one investment you make in your company that will last longer than anything else in your brand. You know, think of, how long, you know, you've had a company and all of the, you know, the employees you'll go through, the cell phones you'll go through, the, you know, office equipment, all of that stuff that's disposable, but your name will always be there. So it's really an important investment.
1: It absolutely is.
2: Your logo will change, your tagline could change, but your name's always going to be there. So it's really important. We've named businesses, we named, you know, Smitten Ice Cream, we named over a dozen years ago, so many businesses that we have, and you think of how many times somebody has said a name. So we, you know, we work really hard to get people a name that is timeless and not trendy, something that will endure If you have a very small budget, you can buy my book for less than 20 bucks. I have an online course that I always have specials on. Um, If you want to work with me directly, I have a special package called Name It ASAP. That's on sale right now. And if you hear this recording and it's not on sale, shoot me an email to alexandra at eatmywords.com and I'll give you the sale price, which is half off. Whatever the best sale price is that I've had, I'll give that to you right now. It's $2,500. You get anywhere between 40 and 80 names. And then you get to talk to me. We do a 90 minute call. I help you brainstorm more names and, you know, pull back the curtain, give you a lot of my, my best secrets. Mm,
1: That is so wonderful. And I'm glad that you explained who you work with, what you do the impact of what you do. That is all so critical. Now, I'm kind of going off script here because I think this is really important. It's based on something that you mentioned. A name has longevity. A name is important. A strong name is important. What you want to elicit by having that name, right? And so what happens when somebody like Kentucky Fried Chicken goes to KFC? So when you do that rebrand, is it because things are changing? What would you say about a rebrand like
2: that? Well, KFC changed their name because they had fried in their name. And, you know, can we all know that fried food is not good for us. So, but I think, I mean, come on, who are they fooling? They're, we were already calling it KFC. So it's not like they rebranded and called themselves the Perky Chicken or I, I don't know what they would have called it. But uh, I heard a great name for a free range chicken, Freebird is not a great name. Yeah, that was I think it was Foster Farms. We were working on that one. It wasn't our name, but it was such a good name. So it's never too late to rebrand your company. We just rebranded a bank that was more than 100 years old. They were called First National Bank of Syracuse. They were in Syracuse, Kansas, and we they wanted a name that was aspirational so we rebranded them dream first. Oh, and yeah, it's like, it's, you know, everybody's that's what comes first is the dream. You know, what do you want? Their tagline before had been making dreams come true. And we're like, OK, if that's what you're all about, let's put that word in your name. We've rebranded so many companies with better name. People are always afraid like, oh, what if you can't come up with something better? So sometimes they ha- they're forced to change their name because of trademark infringement. But other times they outgrow their name or they just realize people don't know what it means or they don't know how to spell it or pronounce it. All the things that Scratch is about in the Smiling Scratch test. So like there was a company named An Education Platform and it was called Edio, you know, E-D-I-O, which is, yeah, it's a short name, but it doesn't have any emotion to it. And we renamed it Head Rush. And to me, that's the acid test for that name was would a kid want to put a sticker on their skateboard with the name and like head rush, that's really fun. You know, and it says learning's going to be fun.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: That's what we try to do is come up with names that people will, I say tweet and repeat. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. And
1: something that people connect with that resonates with them. And I also like what you said earlier too, about, we don't have to make these names that are so, creative that people don't attach to them. It's like use words that people know. And sometimes that simplicity and that combination of words really stands out is what resonates with people.
2: Yeah. And your point is, is really true. Sometimes people, they are so creative. They're too creative. And just example, there's a company that was called spelled X-O-B-N-I. Like how do you pronounce that and what does it mean, right? You're shaking your head. Right. And it's and I'm sure everybody listening is. It was Zobni. It was originally called Zobni, but Bill Gates pronounced it Zobni. So they changed the pronunciation of the name. And it's inbox spelled backwards. But people didn't know that. And you wouldn't know it looking at the name either because people don't automatically spell things backwards. And so that's a case of being too creative. right? Right? So yeah, just because it's creative doesn't mean it's a good idea for a name. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And then also, you know, I just trademarked a name. That was a really interesting process because then I'm having to look at words, secondary meanings, all these different things. And so that's also another reason why you'd want to work with somebody like you, because if you're looking at that longevity, if you're looking at a trademark, you know, it's important to work with a professional. Now, I wish I would have known that before I went into trademarking because that's a long process. It took me two years.
2: Well, we have a deal where when we work with trademark attorneys, if they have to say no to somebody or turn them down, we send them to us. We give them my course for free just to kind of give them something to refuel their creativity because there's nothing worse than having to go back to the drawing board. We try really hard to give people names that are Going to clear trademarking, yeah. And we work with a great trademark attorney. I mean, we work with a lot of them, but there's one in particular that we like to recommend because he's kind of the eat my words of trademark attorneys, Joey Vitali from uh, Indie Law, I N D I E. Yeah, they have free consultations, and yeah, they're just a good partner for us. Yeah, when you work with us, we'll hook you up with all the right people.
1: Yeah, and that is so important because I wish I would have known that trademark law is really specific. So I even consulted other attorneys. There. They said, no, I won't touch it. You need to go to a trademark attorney. But I did it on my own. I got it. It's good. But it's great to go to someone like you who knows those resources, who can help support other people, not with just naming, but with trademarking and all these different things to have a great name that has some legs, that has that imagery, and that has some longevity. So I love everything that you do. We've covered a lot of ground here. So my last question for you is, as we come to the close of this interview, If you were to leave the listeners with one suggestion or piece of advice today, what would it be?
2: I think if you're considering naming anything, definitely have fun with names. I guess that's just what I want to say. Have fun. One quick one. um, Domain names. People get really hung up on these. Example, there's a smoked turkey company. I read about it on the O list and, you know, O magazine. And it was called Greenberg Smoked Turkey. It's not a, you know, particularly creative name, but their domain name was so clever. And it was gobblegobble.com. Have fun, fun with your names. People love fun.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Alexandra, for joining me on the Core Women Podcast today. My pleasure. Thank you, Summer. Absolutely. You can follow Alexandra Watkins on LinkedIn and Eat My Words on Twitter and Facebook. And you can also connect with her at eatmywords.com. You will also find a few freebies from Alexandra in the comments. Check them out today.
0: Thank you for joining us on the Core Women podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit CoreWomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.